Welcome. You are listening to Looking for Love and More, and I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. And this is Melanie Hudson. Hey, Melanie. Hey, Lori. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so fun to be here with you. I love being with you, girlfriend. Oh, we are having a good day. We just had a get-together with our women's group who were going to Italy in three months for the Best Life, Best You workshop. And by the way, if any of you women are thinking about going to Italy and wish you would have got in on that one, we're doing another one in September. If you want to go to Italy with a group of six fabulous women and have an incredible time in Lucca, go to bestlifebestyou.com. You can get all the information there. It is a very selective, limited group. So we are interviewing people to make sure that it is a good fit for you. But if it's something that you have wanted to do, now is the time. Do it because it is an incredible experience and we're really excited about it. I'm very excited. It's going to be sensual. It's going to be fun. It's going to be expansive. Yes, and transformative for sure. Yes. And we've been having a couple of meetings ahead of time with the women who we are going to Italy with, and already it's it's just been an incredible experience. We're all lighting up already. I know. And it's a perfect thing to be talking about today. What do women want? Women definitely want to go to Italy with other women and have fun. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's the thing. We talked about what do men really want in our last episode, which was fun. It's always interesting. And we did mention that, All in all, there really isn't that much difference between what men want and what women want, but it's good to talk about. And Mm -hmm. there are some differences. They're all generalities. I think we have to take it a person at a time. And like I said last time for the what do men really want, the best way to find out, find out what your man wants or find out what men want in general is to just talk. Ask them, have those conversations. That's the best way to find out. But there are some things that are good to know going in. And when it comes to women... Well, we know a bit about that because we are women. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, what I want or what I know that my friends want or what my clients want or what we hear that women want, they're all different. It goes across the board and they're not necessarily things that you can count on, but it's a good idea to go in with some idea of what you're doing. And last week when we were talking about what men really want, we were talking about the traits they find most attractive. And for men, it was looks is the most important. Like that's the first thing that they notice. Do you find that to be true for you when it comes to men? To a certain degree. I want a man who takes care of himself, who is healthy, who takes care of his body, who has good hygiene, who wants to present himself in his best light. But I am also very turned on by men who are a little scruffy who don't wear deodorant all the time, (laughs) who wear ripped up t-shirts occasionally and jeans. Uh, So I I go both ways. Yes. And we wonder why men are confused. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Yes. But I love what you said. And and this, I think we can say for most women is important that a man takes care of himself, that his nails are clean and trimmed. Again, unless you're not into that. It's always the subjective thing. But that he's showered and clean and takes care of himself. And beauty is in the eye of the beholder when it comes to men, too. Yes. What I find attractive, you may not. Mm-hmm. And we already know for a fact, you and I have different taste in men. Yes. Yeah, we all do. So it's not about needing to weigh a certain amount or be a certain height or have hair or no hair. It's not really right. about that. While looks can be important in the sense that we want to feel attracted to him, What we're attracted to 
are completely different things. Definitely. But good hygiene is important. If somebody has bad breath or mm-hmm. bad body odor, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that could be a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. If you're on a first date and you want to make a good impression, women are going to be turned off by that. Yes. And I don't care how charming you are. It's going to be hard to get past that. Very true. Very true. And it's nice to see a man take care of himself and want to look good, especially when you're going out with that person, especially the first time. Um, wearing a nice shirt, an attractive shirt, or even if it's just, even if you're a jeans guy, if the jeans are clean, if you look like you put a little time into looking, like you care, your, yes, that's that's a turn on. I, uh, to me, just the, the simplest things are a turn on. <laughs> and and <laughs> to add some more confusion, there is a line there too. We want to know that you took the time, but not too much time. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Like I don't like overpowering cologne personally. Right. If it looks like, you know, your clothes are perfect. You were spent, you know, all afternoon ironing them and the cologne and you tried a bit too hard. Maybe you're wearing a tie and a jacket and we're going out for pizza. Yeah. So it's, it is that fine line and it's no wonder that men don't know what we want. Sometimes we don't even know what we want until we see it. Yes. Or yes. or learn about the person, even beyond the seeing. We see them, we get to know them or experience, I should say. We experience that person and that person might have qualities that turn us on. That's the thing that we realize we want. Right. As when we talked about dating, organic dating versus online dating, when you are seeing somebody in person, you get a lot of nuances that you don't get. You, mm-hmm. you see somebody in 2D versus 3D. Is it 2D or is it 1D? Well, I think it's 2D <laughs> or is it one dimension? I don't know. I think it is one dimension. If, I think the internet is one dimensional. But when you're holding your computer in your hand, then that is three dimensional. <laughs> so. Listeners, if you have that answer, please let us know the difference between one dimensional and two dimensional. <laughs> we would like to know. But yeah, you can only see so much. You know, you're reading what they write. You can find out a lot about somebody, the way that they write or the things that they say or the things they don't say. Yes. But there's something about talking to somebody, hearing their voice, feeling their energy, really getting to know them, that you can be attracted to things that you may not have seen or mm-hmm. experienced on online, on a phone. So there are advantages to that. But again, online dating is just a way to have a lot of numbers at your disposal and have an opportunity to meet people relatively quickly and decide if they're right or not. Right. And then also in the exploration, especially if you are doing web dating and you're meeting new people, that person or those people may have a quality that you'd never even imagined before. Maybe this person has a sense of humor that you'd never experienced or an insight about a particular subject or a particular passion that has never even occurred to you, but it turns you on. Mm -hmm. That's that's something that's exciting because you can learn more about what you want from meeting these people to introduce you. That's why dating, yeah, dating can be a really important experience or process to learn more about yourself, Yes, to learn more about what you want. So many people get committed immediately when they're dating somebody that looks pretty good. So they get into an exclusive committed relationship before maybe they're ready or they really know everything there is to know. Seems like good person, certainly better than the last man or men I've dated. So I'm going to grab onto this person because this is good. 
But there are so many things that you don't know about that person or even about yourself, qualities that you haven't experienced yet, or maybe you just don't even believe it's possible, right? It's like, oh, I don't know. All the good ones are taken. I'm too this or not enough that. I'm not going to be able to attract anyone better. So many times we end up settling for a relationship, a person who... They may not be the best choice for us. They may not be the right choice, but we go to that place of fear or doubt and we settle and it's such a problem. And when we can have that experience of dating many, sometimes we realize that one, there are many fabulous people out there, men Mm -hmm. and women. And again, we get some more experience to get clarity about what we like, what we want, what turns us on and what turns us off. That's all very true. A hundred percent. But then there's the other side where you might experience a quality and then that's the qual- that becomes a benchmark. Mm-hmm. And then, then that's the thing that you look for when you're dating again or you're meeting new people. And unless you find that quality in somebody else, you, you won't settle. And then you're looking forever for somebody with that same quality. If you're looking, if you feel like you need somebody with a sense of humor, but you meet all these wonderful, well, okay, that's a bad example because everybody wants somebody with a sense of humor. That's not true. No, not important to everybody. Everybody has things are, look, there's a difference between needs and wants and requirements. Hmm. And we need to know the difference between those things. If there is a requirement, something that it is essential for us to be in a committed long-term relationship with this person, this is absolutely required We don't want to settle for less, but there are some things that are just maybe needs or wants. The needs can be met in different ways and wants are, this would be nice. So maybe we really enjoy being with a tall person or somebody who's taller than us. And while that is really lovely and it feels really good, if we meet somebody who has amazing qualities, but they're short, we can probably let that go. Mm -hmm that may not fall into the requirement category. But if we require, like it is essential for us to be able to have a lifelong, deep, satisfying relationship with somebody that they have a sense of humor, we don't want to let that go. We don't want to settle and let that go. And maybe we have to date 50 people before we find that. But if it's a requirement, it is a requirement. If you think about it, when people's relationships end, think of your own. I can think of my own and also the many hundreds or thousands of people that I've worked with. It is always the thing that ends the relationship, the thing that they knew at the beginning. Mm -hmm. They knew it all along, but they chose to ignore it or justify it or look the other way. And they realize later when the relationship ends you know what? I saw this at the beginning, but I thought I could change them or I thought it wasn't that big of a deal or really wasn't that important. Or there were so many other great things, but ultimately we know. So it is important not to ever settle, but are we going to have a perfect partner that fits everything on our list? No. That's, so. I thank you for spelling that out. I don't think many of us know that. I didn't know that. I didn't really think about separating the requirements from the desire or the, the would like to haves. That's, that's really good information. Thank you. And this is the art of dating, right? Mm-hmm. Understanding these things before you start dating, before you get into a committed relationship, if what you're looking for is a lifelong love, a lifetime relationship. If that's what you want, you want to be really clear about these things. You also want to be the person that you want to be. Mm-hmm. If you're not happy, you're not feeling good in your yeah. life, you're not confident, you are going to find yourself settling because you think, oh, this is probably the best I can get. So true. So you want to be happy and feel that you've got it together and definitely be clear about the qualities that you want. And then you're going to attract that person. And when that person doesn't 
fit those requirements, then you will say next and you won't waste your time or their time with that. I think too, expanding on that, knowing what you want in a man, but then also, or a partner, I should say, also knowing what you want in your life. Because mm-hmm. your partner might have the qualities that you like, but if it doesn't equal a lifestyle that you want, then that wouldn't quite work out so well. Absolutely. It's a good point. And in a way, it's more important. Hmm. So when you think mm-hmm. about, well, what is that requirement? Is it about the qualities that this person has? Oftentimes it could be values, but it is also how does that show up in your relationship? How does that really impact you? Nobody can make us happy. Nobody can satisfy all of our wants and all of our needs. So mm-hmm. it's important to have that distinction. But the lifestyle, how we imagine this person in our life, our relationship as a whole, yeah, it's really important. If you're with somebody who absolutely wants children and you absolutely don't, I'm going to say that's probably a deal breaker. Why would you waste any time with that person? Yep. So what do you think about these workshops or, or books that tell you to write a list of all of the things that you want in a partner and to get in total detail uh, and look for somebody to fill that list of things. What do you think of that that technique? I think it's a great idea. It's just the beginning, though. You're not done yeah. just when you write that list of requirements or, mm-hmm. or whatever, the, thing, the traits that you want in a person. It's just the beginning. So writing all of the things that you want, you know, we can talk, call that law of attraction, being clear about those things you want. I think it's really, really important. Mm-hmm. But you also need to be able to make that distinction between, again, the needs, the wants, and the requirements. Because a lot of them on that list are going to be just wants. Mm-hmm. It would be nice if he made a certain amount of money or if he were this tall or, you know, if he had a big penis, whatever things that are on there. Those things would be lovely. They would be fantastic. But if you have the essential things, which are, you know, maybe between five and 12, it's not really that many, but if you have those things, then okay, maybe he's not as tall or as rich as you would like, but that's okay. Cause the important things, the, the necessary things are there mm-hmm. and you don't want to let that person go. Exactly. And if you're not clear about those things, that can be problematic, but you talked about sense of humor and you said, everybody likes a sense of humor. I do think that generally it is a big thing on women's list. Mm-hmm. But the thing about sense of humor is there are different types of senses of humors. Yes. Yes. It's <laughs> a lot of plurals. <laughs> senses of humors. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> but we do, we have different types, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes you might be really into dry humor and your partner's into real slapstick humor right. and you are watching a movie and you are laughing so hard. You're peeing in your pants and your partner's looking at you like you're crazy. They just don't get it. Now for me, that's a biggie. I like to laugh together. Yes. Now, sometimes you can, even though you have a different sense of humor, you can laugh with your partner, even though you may not find it funny, but you can appreciate that they find it funny and you yes. can laugh with them because there's no right or wrong, just mm-hmm. different. Yeah. But it's really great when you both get it. You both have the same sense of humor and you can laugh about things together. I think some of the happiest couples are the ones that laugh together. I've heard that too. I've yeah. heard that that's the thing that helps people get through their, their, the crises of their lives, the hardships of their lives, is that they're still laughing together yes. through their whole lives. Maybe that's what happened with Valentine's couple where, let me see, the husband gave his wife, no, the wife gave the husband the BJ and the steak oh. sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, 
Maybe yeah. it's more it's about just the steak. It's just a steak, but he could make it a sandwich, maybe leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I think they probably do laugh together and have a good sense of humor. Their yeah. whole lives. Oh, it just makes things so much easier. The reality is being in a relationship is filled with conflicts. I mean, there yes. are conflicts and there are struggles. If you're with someone long enough, there are going to be challenges. And when there is some lightness and some fun and you can laugh together, it makes the other stuff much more manageable. I feel that way about sex too. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there needs to be a compatibility in sex as well. You know, if you only want to have sex once a week or once a month, but then you, you, you're you with a younger man or someone who has a very high sex drive and they want to have sex daily. Yeah. It's not so much that you have to have the same level of desire or even like sex exactly in the same way. And I did a show a while ago called, are we compatible? Which is I think a pretty good show. If you're interested in that, it's not so much that you have to want it the same amount or the same way as much. It is the meaning that you give it. So Mm. one person wants sex more often. The other person doesn't. By the way, that's pretty much every relationship, Mm. except for the beginning. You know, the beginning, everybody wants to have sex, and it's really exciting and fun. But after you're together for a while, and we have responsibilities, (laughs) and we get older, you're not going to want to have sex as often or exactly at the same time in the same way. So it's the meaning that you give it that is problematic. Oh, he doesn't find me desirable. Oh, she's, you know, not into me. Or, oh, there's something wrong with me because I don't want sex. Or there's something wrong with her because she doesn't want sex. Or there's something wrong with him because he doesn't want sex. There's so many things that we make up, the stories we tell ourselves and the meaning we give ourselves around the differences. And, you know, we think it's a problem. It's not a problem. It's normal. And just to understand, okay, one of us wants sex more than the other. And one of us likes sex this way and we like sex the other way. As long as you recognize they're just differences, kind of like differences maybe in food preferences or Mm -hmm. sense of humor, whatever that might be. It's how you talk about it, the meaning you give it that really makes the difference. So if you think about what do women want or what makes a successful relationship, it is also being able to communicate, we'll say in a mature, emotionally sound way, effective. And that's a hard thing. Most of us have to learn that along the way. And even when we are pretty good communicators, we still have our moments. Because when things get emotional, when they get tough, we're not the best. We get mm-hmm. reactive and we don't use our higher functioning part of our brain. I think especially women are in that realm because we're so emotional. And when our emotions take over, it's difficult for us to think rationally and then be able to translate what's happening inside of us through our words. So, I mean, it's true, but it's equally true for men. It's not more true for women. It's just easier generally for women to express other emotions than anger. Mm-hmm. because we've been raised and taught that it's okay to feel emotional where a lot of men get the message that it's not okay. Mm-hmm. But men are pretty good at being angry and being yes. reactive. So men get as equally emotionally flooded as we do. They just express it differently. That's interesting. So then when it comes to what do women want, you touched on it a few minutes ago. A woman needs to know who she is and her total sense of who she is on the planet, what her values are, so that she'll know who to go after. We have to know what we want. Yes. Yeah. It's really true. And I I need to say this, that so many women know what they want, but what they want, and this is something you were touching on before, it may not be realistic. Mm -hmm. I want him to know exactly what I want, what I need, to touch me in the way I want to be touched, 
to bring me the gifts that I want him to bring me, to know what I'm thinking and wanting. It's crazy, mm-hmm. but so many women, that's what they want. And by the way, I get it. Who, who wouldn't want that? We all would love a man who could read our mind and know exactly what we want and how we want it. And that's a lovely thing, but that is a want, not a need. And it's also in the realm of impossibility. So I can say maybe the need is when we do let our partner know what's important to us or what we want, that they show up, they listen to us and they do it. That's a beautiful thing. So sometimes the things we want are not necessarily the things that we're going to get. You know, isn't it interesting living in this realm where women can have basically what they want or not have anything and we're okay because it was only what one generation ago, two generations ago where we didn't have the, that freedom. We got married or were in relationships because it's the way it was. Mm-hmm. A woman was expected to get married, get out of the house, let the husband take care of her, have the kids. And then that was it. Right. And the but, man was expected to get married, go to work. Yes. Yes. Support the family. But now we have this freedom. It's really wonderful. And yet it causes a lot of people angst and, and, and pain because they can have whatever they want. Too many but options. <laughs> yeah. But they may not get exactly what they have in mind. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of options. And that does make things more complicated and sometimes more difficult. If we're told exactly what we're supposed to do. This is what men do. This is what women do. This is what you, this is what you do. This is how you live your life. It's fantastic because it's easy. But like I always say, easy is not necessarily the goal. As a matter of fact, it's usually difficult and uncomfortable, which is, I'm going to say, aligned more with getting what it is that we want. Because the stuff that we want, the important stuff, is usually not so easy, not so comfortable. But a lot of us want what's easy. I mean, I see it all the time. I talk to couples. I'm like, okay, so we talk, we figure something out, and then they go, yeah, but that's hard. (laughs) That's so hard. (laughs) Yeah. It is hard (laughs) and it's worth it, right? So it's just like relationships. Relationships are hard. Talking about differences in our sexual desire or sex period can be really hard. But just because it's hard or uncomfortable doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Talking about it can be the best thing. So it's making that distinction. I do believe that women want men who can express what they're feeling, what they want in a very direct way. You know, men who tend to shut down, I would say if we're going to do generalities or stereotypes, that when men get upset, they either scream or they completely shut down. Now, women can do that too, of course, but both of those things can be problematic. So it's being able to express what's going on, but in a loving, healthy way. I'm angry with you. Talk about why you're angry instead of just acting angry because that doesn't go anywhere. So healthy communication is always important. And I also need to mention that, again, men and women might feel this way, but we're talking about what women want. We love confident men. Yes. Confidence. Yes. Nothing better than that. It's the biggest turn on. Mm -hmm. When a man knows what he wants and he's living his purpose, he is very attractive mm-hmm. and he's on, and he's unstoppable. And that strength is something that women are attracted to. Women are strong too. And I think men are attracted to women who are strong, maybe not as strong as them. Depends on how confident he is. Right. I do believe in sexual or erotic polarization, that masculine and feminine energy that to have, and I've talked about this many times before, but to have eroticism and passion 
we need to have both. And it doesn't matter who's connected to their feminine energy and who's connected to their masculine energy because we all have both. But one partner needs to be one and the other, the other for real passion and eroticism to happen. So there are women who are maybe more connected to their masculine energy and who are attracted to men who are more connected to their feminine energy, but we do need the opposite. There's probably more women, at least in my experience, who want a man to be assertive and strong and confident. And that feels like masculine energy. And we're not talking about masculine being the male stereotype, but there is something about that, that strength and direct knowing and confidence that feels that way. Women's feminine energy, it's, it's softer, it's rounder. It's receptive. Whereas yes. I think a male energy is a little more expressive, a little more, um, I don't think aggressive is the word, but assertive. it's assertive. Mm -hmm. It is projective. I always say it's like our genitals that um, mm -hmm. masculine energy is like a penis. You know, mm -hmm. It's hard, it's straight, it's direct. I mean, we, we can get that sense when we think about a penis, where when we think about a vagina or a vulva, it's soft, it's an opening, it's receiving, mm -hmm. it's circular. It's There's just a different feeling around it. And that's what I mean when I talk about energy, not so much the stereotype of what it is to be a man or a woman. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes when we are connected to one part when we have a partner who is connected to the other, it just highlights or intensifies the energy that we're connected to. And that feels really, really good sexually it, and otherwise. It does. There's nothing I like more than being with a really masculine man because I feel more feminine when I'm with him. Exactly. And he feels more masculine. It's yeah. a wonderful feeling. And ultimately, I think this is probably across the board, although I'm sure there are exceptions as there are to anything. What is it that's most important? That a man treats us well. He's kind. He's generous. We feel that we can count on him. It feels safe, but also maybe a little edgy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nice. But ultimately, the kindness and being there for us, know that we know that they see us, they have our back, they understand us. Again, maybe there's exceptions, but I do think that generally all women want that. Much more important than how tall he is or whether he has hair or what oh, the yeah. size of his penis is. Mm -hmm. All of that. That's what's important. And then again, if you're a man and you're with a woman and you're not sure what she wants, in bed or out of bed, ask her. Because just for you asking her, she's going to feel really good about that. You wanting to mm -hmm. know, I'm going to say women probably want that. That's beautiful. I love it. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Maybe we're not as complicated as we think, or maybe we are. <laughs> it's part of the fun. Look, at mystery is a good thing. You don't want to know everything about us. That would take out all of the fun. So it's always good to have a little bit of mystery in our relationships, but at the same time, to have a way to understand, I think, in some ways, what's not important. That might even be more important sometimes than thinking about all the things we think she wants, all the things we think we need to do. Understanding, no, many of those things aren't so important, like maybe making a certain amount of money. Maybe it's more important that you want to hang out with us. So these are things to think about. We like talking about this because it just gets a conversation going, hopefully in your relationships. If you're not in a relationship and you want to be in a relationship, these are things to know. They are. They're very helpful for inspiring. They can be. Yeah. So we hope you think about what we said. We always want to hear your thoughts. What do you disagree with or see differently? What resonates with you? What do you know? 
What have you found? And has this been helpful? We always want to hear your stories because that's really important. Our next episode is going to be about being single, being single and happy and loving Loving it. it. (laughs) (laughs) So many people think being single is this horrible thing and they don't want to be single or maybe they think it's the only way to be, but they're maybe not so happy or they feel like they're missing out on something. And relationships are great. And it's okay to want to find a partner that you want to spend your life with. I think there's nothing better. But being single can also be wonderful. So whether you are single by choice, and that's a state that you want to live in, learning how to do that really successfully, or if you're single because you haven't found your partner yet, doing that successfully is not only important, but also will make a difference in the relationship that you find, or even being able to find the relationship that you want to be in. So we're going to be talking about that in our next episode. We're excited about that. And again, if any of you women are listening and you think you want to spend a week with Melanie and I in Lucca, Italy in September, this September, it's coming up. Our cutoff date to sign up is uh, just next month. So it's something you need to get on right away. Again, it is a select limited group of women, only six. So if there's any interest at all, go check it out at bestlifebestyou.com. And if you are looking for a relationship or you're dating or you're struggling in your relationship, send me an email. We can set up a session to talk and you can find out if coaching can help you. So you can always email me at lori at coachlorybuckley.com. Again, we want to hear your comments. We want to hear your stories. And we always appreciate you listening to the show. So thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll be back talking about being single. Thank you, Melanie, for joining me. Thank you, Lori. This is a blast. Always fun. Bye, everyone. Bye.